Matt, welcome back, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I just had an excellent burrito for lunch, and um, I'm just I'm stoked for that. This is the pod I've been most excited for this yeah. entire season. I, I can tell because you texted me at five thirty this morning, Matt. Dude, I was text. I think I texted you about it last night too. Like <laughs> I've just I've I've just been really looking forward to this podcast. So it's it's great to be here. Yeah, I mean. It's funny to think like we we extended this this year's season by one regular season game, right? Yes, because the NFL added one game, so our season in turn also added one regular season game. Wow! So we theoretically we could be looking at the final week of regular season if we were you know keep in line of last year. Yes, in previous years we would be going to week thirteen, um, which is normally the, the the final week, but now we get an extra one. And I think that is uh, is going to add some extra drama as well, which which we all love in the League of Dons. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, any news to go over first before we kind of? Uh, I know we're we're going to do a playoff con- uh, rundown, but uh, any anything of importance to note? Yeah, just a quick gambling update. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book got another W this week, uh, netted seventy dollars, uh, but wow. still down two hundred forty one dollars and 67 cents for the season. Um, I do encourage everyone to get on there. Dylan's placed three bets already this week, um, but I'd love to get some people besides Dylan, Lairbaum, and Brent on there. By the way, big shout-out to Brent. Brent bets on himself to win every single week, so respect to Brent Ketty on that, but I'd like to get some other people involved. It's fun. I like it. I like it. Remember, please gamble responsibly, uh, League of Donors. Uh, don't run Matt out of business, all right? That's right. All right, so let's get to our first segment here. Um, let's run down the playoff scenarios. Um, let's just start at the top, okay? Got uh, it. This is kind of our Tier 1. We have Dylan, Guns, and Lairbaum in that order, sitting one, two, three. As we know... Only two teams uh, get buys in the first round. Um, so you look at it. I mean, really, you know, Guns and Dylan are likely in a place where if they win out, they secure those two buys. If they don't, obviously, it, it opens the door um, for Lairbaum. And even Maddie Kid, who's sitting at fourth at seven and five, but with the highest point total in the week. So he's going to win any tie there. So Matt Long is very much... Um, in play for a first round buy as well. All three have clinched playoffs. That's correct. The the big three there, uh, Dylan, who's really gotten hot lately on a W five guns lost his last one, but he's been pretty consistent all year. And then Lairbaum, uh, he's on a W one, all three of those guys. We don't know where they'll be seated, but they will be in the playoffs. Um, so tier two, let's look at the four through six seeds, which as we know, the cutoff, for playoffs is at six. Um, I really, when I look at these, these teams, I almost put, I almost want to say like Maddie is alone in tier two, like by himself. And then Hui and Mark are tier three is the other two playoff teams. Cause Maddie's point total and the fact that he's in a position where he could still get a buy and he's on a W three. I tend to think of Maddie, um, being kind of a cut above those other two guys. Um, but three teams that haven't locked anything up. But if they're, uh, you know, if season ended today, those are your four, five, and six seeds. 
Yeah, an interesting note on Maddie Kid. Like like we said, I, I think seven wins is going to be the cutoff point. He already has seven, and he has a significant advantage points-wise. I think it's safe to say that he's a pretty solid lock for playoffs at least. But Wee's end of the bargain uh, with such a low point total, he, he's got to be uh, – he's got to win out. Yeah, I think you're – I mean, we don't know for sure, but Maddie, you're right. If Maddie lost his last two and went seven and seven, he probably still gets in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shelter, you mentioned Hui. Shelter obviously has work to do. I mean, for him to be – he, you know, he's got a higher point total than Hui, um, but he is six and six. Hui's seven and five. So Shelter could go one and one and get in, but to obviously guarantee himself a spot, he has to go two and oh as yep. well. <clears throat> um. Any further comments on those, or should we move to tier three here? Yeah, I, I just think shelter as well. Like you said, he's he's in control of his own destiny at this point. If he goes two and zero, he's in. Um, if he goes one and one with his points right now, I don't think he'll he'll make it with what we're talking about next. But yeah, I mean, shelter and above could could lock it up. But obviously, they play each other at some points. Uh, great to see shelter mid of the pack, though. No one saw this one coming, you know. Uh, I'm excited, especially with the injuries he's had, to see him at 6-6. Six and six, It's awesome. Okay, so then our next tier um, is teams that are on the outside looking in um, but still have a shot. So there's four teams here all sitting at 5-7. and seven. Uh, In order, Jay, yourself at the 7 seed. And these are, like I said, everyone's 5-7. and seven. So you're in 7th based on higher points. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Clay is in 8th. Clay's actually making a run. He's won two in a row. And put himself in a in a place where he's he's got a shot. Although Dalvin going down is tough, he does have Madison, which yeah. we'll get into matchups later. And then myself also at five and seven, and then Brent Ketty at five and seven. So teams um, really, I mean, they're they're in a place where not only none of these. I guess the way to put it is none of these teams controls their own destiny. None of us can say like, oh, if I go two and zero, I'm in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think uh, it's going to be close. The points, you know, within these are pretty close to uh, obviously uh, myself and Clayton are kind of have a 70 point buffer against you and Brent. So, like, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Obviously, matchups are going to be super important, but all of us at five and seven, we need to and oh to to advance. Um, so that it, it really gets interesting here going forward. All right, so this is a new segment we have not done on the pod before. We're going to go into our bottom tier of the league. And um, first, we're going to start with Freezing, who's 11th right now and is sitting, uh, excuse me, who's 4-8 and and sitting in 11th place. And his season is over. So if you will let me, please. Here lies... Jay Freezing, the cold cut king, the Samuel Adams logger savant, a multiple time league champion, Lord Freezing of House Coleman, protector of Fairmont Hill. His watch has ended. Now, may we have a moment of silence for Calvin the Great. Thank you. Beautiful. And now for our 12th place team, um, 
That's Chad Cox. Of course, he is also sitting at four and eight uh, with fewer points than Jay Freezing. Allow me. Here lies Charles, the one-time League of Dawns champion. He will remind you of that one championship a lot. Blocker of League Twitter accounts and the undisputed overserved champion of Research Stadium. Here lies Charles. His watch has ended. Thank you. And a moment of silence. God, uh, Lilo, come on, dude. What the, uh, okay, all right, yeah. Oh, fuck. Thank you. All right, Jay. Well, that was a good segment. Let's uh, hop in to the review of last week's games. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Uh, Touching tributes to both. Um, And let's get into last week. I'm going to start here, Matt. Yeah. I, I, I can't beat Maddie Kid. I, I, he blew me out, I think, first week of League of Dawns. Uh, and this week, uh, I put up a pathetic 67 points um, to his 155.4 points. Uh, there was no way in hell I was going to beat him, even if my team went perfect. Uh, he, Lenny, playoff Lenny, uh, I drafted him, and he scored 40 points against me. Uh, Joe Mixon had 30 points. Josh Allen on Thursday night. Had Jay, a- Jay, it's yeah. worth noting you took a lot of L's on trades this week. Oh yeah. Oh, we're just it's yeah. Worth noting, I'm the biggest L ever. Um, especially because Christian McCaffrey done for the season. I had some really good trade offers, specifically with Dylan. I should have pulled the trigger and I should have let it go. We we were in trade talks for like three days. Uh, Larry Baum sent me like just some shit trades, but me and Dylan, I should have gave them back, and I didn't. And that's going to haunt me for the rest of my days. But uh, my team, pathetic performance. Um, you know, not much to say when your team scores 67. But kudos to Matty Kid. His team's going. Uh, my team died so his team could soar. Yeah, Matty just went stupid this week. Between So Lenny and Joe Mixon combined for 71 they beat points. Two. Yeah, two players beat you. Yeah. My God. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't we don't need to say a whole lot about this. Maddie did it with CD Lamb inactive, um, which is even more impressive. Uh, Josh Allen was back finally, although he's always pretty good fantasy. But um, yeah, just an absolute onslaught. And then on your side, it is the one I guess sort of silver lining. It's all, when somebody goes off like this against you it's actually less frustrating when you have like 67 than if you put up like a 130 and still get rolled. So anyway, enough on that matchup. Let's go. Well, uh, here's the strategy. My team kind of took the week off to not get hurt, but then they all got hurt. So that that worked out well. Okay. Uh, Let's go to my matchup uh, against Dylan. Dylan gets his fifth win in a row in first place. Now clearly the hottest team in the league. Uh, probably the best roster in the league. Uh, he does lose Debo, though. That's that's something to keep an eye on. Sounds like Debo will only be out a couple weeks, you know, so he'll be back in time for, for fantasy playoffs, but that hurts. Um, but, Dylan, you know, kind of a uh, not, not a huge week. We both just crossed the 100 mark. He beats me by eight. Uh, one silver lining for me was that uh, Dylan bet on me uh, getting four and a half points, I think it was. So if I had lost this game, and covered 
it would have been like the ultimate nightmare scenario. But, you know, Dylan does enough. Debo was a monster before he got hurt. Dak was back, putting up 25. And then for me, I mean, it's across the board just pretty, you know, not terrible. I got okay performances from a bunch of guys, but no one went off. And then I didn't have Travis Kelsey, so that left a hole, obviously, on his bye. Left a hole at that tight end spot where I only got 2.7 out of Fant. And, yeah, I mean, Dylan – he, he, he did enough uh, to win and took care of business. Yeah, tough one for you. You know, the one saving grace, Matt, you, you finally started the right quarterback this time around with uh, Matt Ryan and Joe Burrow, but it wasn't enough to get you the victory. Uh, it does look pretty good. Um, it's going to be interesting to see the rest of the season, how that plays out. If Samuel's hurt, you know, he does – Waddle had a monster game, and maybe it's, you know, end of the year time to shine for Waddle and – uh, you know, Dylan could maybe do two tight ends and go uh, Kittle Hawkinson on the way out, but we'll see what happens there. Good win by Dylan securing himself first place. You know, he's clinched playoffs at this point. I've seen Dylan do some crazy things before, like, you know, pick up all the Cardinals players. So we'll, we'll see if he has anything crazy in, in mind with the next weeks. But well, uh, speaking of, he is rostering three defenses right now. We've seen him go as high <laughs> as like six defenses in the past. So that's something to keep an eye on. This is true. This could be – I mean, this is a play at this point. He knows his team's set. Maybe he's, you know, going to be exploring the waiver wire to try to, uh, you know, blue ball some other teams that might be – No, winning. it's not a bad idea because then you can just play matchups in the playoffs. you got three yeah. defenses to choose from. So, not a – you know, it, it, it's, it's more valuable than just, like, for him, his roster is good enough. Like, what's the point of him just rostering some, like, scrub running back he's never going to use? Yeah, and, uh, you know, that brings us to our next matchup. Uh, avid listener of the pod, Shelter, couple subtle titties uh, versus Larry Bob. I really do like the term with Shelter. You know, he went from, like, uh, team names that were, like, borderline offensive to, like, Tyreek Hill's kids and stuff like that to, you know, really getting the sexual innuendos. All we're waiting for now is just an animated gift picture so he can really become Dylan. Um, but uh, this was a... Somewhat of a close game, I guess. I mean, Lerbaum only scored 106. We've been talking about this. Was not a close game. He won by 36 points. Let me let me finish my thought here. Close in the fact that one of you know, if if Shelter's players played up to what they were supposed to do, it would have been close. Like for example, like Tom Brady throws two more touchdowns. Yeah, and if 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 your aunt was a man, she'd be your uncle. Okay, what's your point? That we're not from the South here, okay? Uh, we all are Dylan. But anyways, uh, no, Mark, Mark, uh, avid listener, he got Barkley back, um, didn't quite score enough points. Cooper Cup, only 15 in the flex. Uh, and then Brady, just kind of an off night, a tough Indian uh, indie defense, but it was all the uh, Lenny game at, at the, at the, uh, in the red zone. So Brady didn't really put up the numbers he could have with a, a high-scoring game there. On the other end, Lamar Jackson bottled up, looked terrible versus Cleveland, four interceptions, but still, you know, got uh, Larry Baum enough to get the victory here. He really did have Mitchell from San Francisco. I saw Yahoo gave Larry Baum some sort of award for picking up the best uh, player off the wire. So kudos to Larry Baum for getting a good running back there. Um, still, when I look at Larry Baum's team, I'm, I, I, I don't see this being the, the contender it should be, but I do see him doing enough to, you know, like he's in playoffs at this point, but I just don't see him getting first. Yeah. This has kind of been the trend of the season with Larebaum's team. And I, he'd be the first to admit it. He's not putting up huge points and he's, he has been fortunate to run in. I mean, one Oh six is not 
terrible by any means, but he has been fortunate to run into teams like Mark, who was actually playing pretty well, who just have these disaster weeks. And we kind of knew this was coming with Mark, um, with his injury situation. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's not entirely surprising this happened. But, um, you know, Larabom, again, give the guy credit. He's he's in the hunt every single year. So you, you, when when you see stuff like this happening, it's like, okay, we want to say Larabom is getting kind of lucky, but he's also just good every year. So he's figured something out. Um, he gets the big game out of Eli, uh, Eli Mitchell, that is, and, uh, yeah, wins this one handily. So let's go to, uh, man, the guy we just had to, uh, to lay to rest, uh, Jay Freezing. And this was, this was a great matchup against Hui Tran. Actually, probably the matchup of the week. So Hui wins uh, 120 to 117 with some fractions in there. It was actually less than a three-point game. Oh, um, this was this was a barn burner. Um, Hui does it without Alvin Kamara, who he's hoping to get back this week. Um, but on Hui's side, you know, he streams McKissick. It was crazy that McKissick. This was so much fun because on Monday night, Gibson and McKissick in the same backfield going against each other, and they both put up twenty. Wait, they put up the exact. They both put up twenty point one points, which whoa. If that's insane. Uh, yeah. So if you're freezing and you're like, okay, Washington's going to put up all these rushing yards and uh, the running backs are going to score a bunch of points. You're expecting that Gibson is going to outscore McKissick by enough for you to win this game. Uh, but that doesn't happen. And, um, you know, that's the, that's really the end of the road for, for freezing this year. Really, That's a pretty hard luck loss when you, you couple that with the fact you know, who he had his kicker go for 21. I mean, this is this is a tough pill to swallow. And no no discredit to Hui. I'm just saying this is a tough pill to swallow uh, for Freezing to end his season. Yeah, I was really pulling for Freezing to win this one, too, because it would have made the playoff picture even more spicier uh, if we lost it again. But a close one. I mean, scoring 117, and when we look at the point totals this week, that really almost would have beat anyone else besides a couple of people. So... Uh, tough to see. Tough to see that McKissick scored the exact same amount as uh, Gibson. Um, you know, looking at Freezing's bench too, just to see if he could have played anyone else and kind of got in there. I think he. I think he could have, especially with Judy. Um, and that's been, you know, Freezing's kind of Achilles' heel this season. Is we're, we're used to him, uh, you know, having you know four stud receivers and making the right picks. And it, it looks like this year just didn't quite work out for him when he needed it the most. Um, and then on Wee's end, I don't know how he's done it. He's he's Mr. Inconsistent this year when it comes to points and scoring. I think he's had the highest highs and the lowest lows out of everyone. And it's like every week it's different. But he, he definitely had a solid week. Um, you know, he's got to be pretty happy that he was able to get this W without Kamara out again. Um, and with Kamara coming back, Wee's team does look better. Uh, you know, Kamara in there and Kyler Murray coming back, hopefully healthy. We could be a a sleeping contender somehow. I can see him getting some wins going forward. All right. Next matchup, Jay. Yes. Next matchup. We have the man who bets on himself versus Charles. Charles, he's going out swinging. You know, this is a scary thought because if Charles's team, you know, hits the right pace, uh, hits the right tones, he could, you know, win the consolation bracket, which we know Matt as consolation bracket, you know, 
uh, tenured folks, it's important, right? Uh, he might get away with one, not having to, you know, buy 30 racks and, you know, be quarantined during the draft, but uh, scoring 143 points for Charles, great game, but you were already out and defeated. Brent, um, he probably, you know, going into this week was like, ah, I'm playing Charles and it's an easy win. But again, he made the mistake. He puts Miles Sanders in as his running back. We've talked about this every single week on the pod. He is not startable uh, this year. He also had a kicker score 21 points and left him on the bench. Uh, but Charles's team, I mean, not much to talk about because he is out of the playoffs, but his team did kind of go off for the most part besides his running backs. Yeah, good to see Chad playing hard, playing out the string. Uh, Miami defense goes off. Uh, his, his two big receivers, Diggs and Thielen, do what they do. Rodgers has a big game. Um, on Mark's side, I mean, it, it, I guess we can go into his decision. Mark's side, you mean it, didn't, it didn't really matter what he did. Um, I'm sorry, not Mark, Brent. Uh, Brent, it didn't really matter what he did. I mean, I know we've been very my, uh, anti-Miles Sanders, but given that choice, I'm still going to start Sanders over Boston Scott in that backfield. Um, anyway, the decisions didn't really matter. Uh, Chad puts on a show this week. Um Tough for him to not get the high point at 143 because Matty East team uh, just went off even more. Um, but good win for Charles. Uh, good to see him still playing hard. Now, um, I will say this before we move on for the Miles Sanders train. Um, and I know we'll get into next week's matchups. I do like him for next week versus the Jets because Jalen Hurts is hurt. So expect Miles Sanders to probably have a big game next week. All right. So our last matchup from last week, this is a low-scoring battle. Um, Clayton in kind of an old school LOD matchup, uh, guns being, a original way, way back member and Clayton being a very long time member, kind of an old, uh, you know, bears Packers type rivalry here. And, uh, Clayton wins a defensive battle, 84.14 to 82.22. Um, you know, not a pretty game for, for either guy. Uh, but Clayton, you know, he has done enough. He's right back in the playoff picture um, after, I mean, at three and seven, you know, the inclination is you're probably buried, but, you know, he, he, he's done enough to stay in it. Um, Gunn's team really not good with the exception of Cord was incredible again. And then A.J. Dillon was a beast. He gets in the end zone, gets some catches, um, has a nice day as well. But aside from that, it was not pretty. Uh, Guns went ahead and started both Green Bay running backs, which, um, frankly, I can't fault him for. He didn't really have a better option on the bench, and you didn't know which guy was going to was gonna be the guy. Um, and then on Clayton's side, you know, Stafford actually has, despite throwing another pick six, actually has a decent fantasy game. Um, his big three that we always talk about, which is Justin Jefferson, Ezekiel Elliott, and Dalvin, they all get into double digits, but not – you know, not what you expect from that big three. This isn't a game he's uh, – Clayton's going to win usually with that happening. But Gunn's team, rough performance. And then he also has injuries to DeAndre Swift and Darren Waller. So um, – and then Clay did lose Dalvin Cook. It sounds like he'll only be out a few weeks, and Clay does have Madison. So if he can somehow get in the playoffs, he should hopefully get Dalvin back. Um, but, yeah, tough week for, for Gunn's here to lose a couple guys potentially – um, and lose the game, of course. Yeah, this was a gritty game. Uh, this reminds me of, like, 
two drunk dads at their kids, you know, baseball game and just getting into it in the bleachers, like Marsh <laughs> had a deal. Uh, and, and Clay was able to grit it out, you know. And Gundy just didn't bring enough to the table. I, I, it's got to be interesting, though. There had to have been better quarterbacks than Heineke to start. And, you know, Heineke versus Seattle as well. Um, Seattle's defense has been looking decent the past couple of weeks. So, um, you know, maybe that's a fault on Gundy for trusting in, in Heineke there and uh, not picking up someone that might have, you know, got him enough points to win this week. Cordell Patterson, it's great to see him score so many points. Um, I'm Cord- 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 Cordero Patterson? Cordero, sorry. Cordell, uh, Cord- Cordell Stewart, St- Steelers legend. That's who you're thinking of. Yes, fair. I don't understand why he is still uh, getting wide receiver eligibility, um, but that's that's a beef I have with Yahoo at this point. Uh, it's pretty clear to me that he's the running back for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so hopefully they get that fixed going forward at this point. But, hey, Clayton, great win, must win. Gundy, he's secure playoffs. You know, maybe he's just resting a little bit until uh, until the big games come. But Clayton's very much in it at this point. Uh, and we'll see what happens next week. That would be a savage move by Yahoo to pull the rug out on guns and take away the receiver eligibility, like right before playoffs. Yes, I mean he. It'd be I. I, I don't know if our analytical guys are listening today, but I would love to see how often he's uh, actually in a wide receiver position. I'm I'm curious about that because I've had some discussions about like how much does Debo have to carry the ball before he gets running back eligibility. So I, I, I it would be. Maybe we can get like a, a whoever's in charge of that at Yahoo. We would love to get them on the pod and kind of learn like what the criteria is or how they make those those big decisions that can affect seasons. Yeah. All right. So I'll pick the first matchup. Let's go to pick. Oh wait, sorry, Jay. Recap. What did? Uh, how did we do last week? Well, Matt, you weren't on the pod last week, so we did great. Oh, that's right. I need to I need to listen to that still. I totally forgot. Did you did you go like thirty minutes or how long was it? It was great. And uh, you know, the first five minutes is probably the worth listening to. Uh, that's where the dramas really really hit the road and where we have peak listeners. Okay, I'll uh, I'll be sure to check that out. Um, yeah, so we're gonna call last week just a bye week when it comes to picks. Yeah, and we'll we'll see what happens this week. Okay, uh, let's go. I'm gonna go with. Well, this is a good one. Okay, Jay, I'm going to start with yours, actually. This is uh, the roommate rivalry. Uh, so we're at that point in the season now um, where teams are facing each other for the second time. In fact, last, week 12 would have been the first time. Uh, so we're starting to get some rematches. Um, I can't remember who won. I think, oh, no, Guns won the first time. So you're getting another shot at him. Um, okay, so Cooper, it looks like, is going to be back from COVID. That will be a nice bump for you there. Um Jalen Hurts, that's that's something to watch, especially because Cam Newton's on his bye, too. So if he can't go, you're having to stream, stream a QB. Um, I look at Gunn's side. I, I just – I see fewer question marks. I shouldn't say that because he's got Swift. Man, and Gunn's has Jones and Dylan both on buys. This is going to be a low-scoring game. I'm just going to yeah. put that part out there immediately guns is banged up with swift and waller two guys on buys um i'm gonna reverse course on this one jay i'm picking you whoa 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 nice um that's good i i really hope cooper is able to play this week um i think he's unvaxxed like so i he might miss three weeks um but i i there's a lot of question marks i think 
my team is going to look a lot differently tomorrow. Um, you know, and I'm, that's all I'm going to say on that aspect. Uh, our team's performance is not good, but hey, if I get this win and next week's win, I'm in the playoffs. So I'm going with myself. And when I look at Gundy's side, though, it, he does have quite a few question marks in the important spots, right? We know Swift, he's not going to be able to play. Um, Waller also being hurt does not help Gundy. I see this as it's going to be just like the Clayton uh, matchup that just happened. I think Gundy and me probably are going to be at like 80 points each. Um, and I, I hope I get there. All, All right. right. Next matchup. Uh, we're going to go to yours as well. This is also. Wait, one, Jay, the, Jay you, you picked yourself to win, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, this one's, this one could be the matchup of the week just because of the implications. Um, it is Mark versus you. If you beat Mark, the playoff picture gets real spicy. Uh, whereas if Mark wins, you know, he, he you're out of it. Uh, yeah, this is a must win for you. Yes. And it's a must win for me anyways, too. Um, but uh, looking at these matchups, looking at how your team's kind of been performing, I like Lockett. Um, Burrow should have a good game, but they, they saw the running attack kind of was the way to win uh, recently. Um, Kelsey coming back against Denver. Uh, you got Buffalo, New England. You got people outside honking. That's classic New York atmosphere. Um, <laughs> Mark's end. I don't like Barkley this year, and Miami actually has a good defense, which is kind of surprising. Um, CEH versus Denver, also I don't see that as good. But where do, where do I do see that Mark might be able to, to get you? One, he has Indy's defense versus Houston. That's a great matchup. And then he has Brady versus Atlanta and Godwin versus Atlanta. <sighs> I hate to say it because I want you to win, but I see Mark winning this. So that siren, that's uh, Jay. You should know this as an Amazon guy. The the Amazon delivery guy shows up every day, and he has to get into like the you know to like the main lobby of the apartment complex. So he just rings every single person's room until someone lets him in. So that's, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> okay, on this matchup, I'm gonna make it quick. Like I, I don't want my season to be over. I'm not gonna go into this game in the mindset that my season is gonna be over. So I'm picking myself, and that's it. Next game. Um. Let's go to – okay, this is actually the matchup of the week. I, I mean, I, I love mine for, like you said, playoff implications. But this is two te- – okay, so we got Matty Kidd versus Dylan. Uh, Matty Kidd, the highest point total in the league. Dylan, the first-place team on a five-game win streak. I mean, this is – I mean, and just look at these projections. 127 to 120 right now. Um, I mean, these, th- this is, this is a high octane matchup here. Like if, if the LOD was televised, like this would be the game that they flex schedule into Sunday night football. This is going to be unbelievable. Um, so I'm so stoked just from a football standpoint for new England and Buffalo on Monday night, that's going to be insane. Uh, but that's a tough matchup for Josh Allen on Maddie's side. New England defense, or just the New England team, has been unreal recently. Uh, Lenny Fournette against the Falcons, dream matchup. Mixon against the Chargers, bad run defense. Dream matchup for Maddie right there. Uh, Dylan's side, Dak against New Orleans in the Dome. Not a great pass defense. That's an okay matchup there. Chase against the Chargers. That uh, – this week, this week of games is pretty crappy other than Buffalo, New England, and Chargers Bengals are going to be super fun. So there's a lot of those guys going in this matchup. Um, okay. I am, after much analysis, 
because Dylan needs a big game from Dak, but Maddie has CeeDee Lamb back, which could offset that. Um, I'm going to pick Maddie to win this one, and that'll put Maddie at eight and five, and he will jump Dylan on the basis of points. And then, uh, depending what happens with guns and Lairbaum, Maddie could jump that. If, if all, all those guys lost, Maddie could win this, jump all the way to first place this week. Yeah, I like uh, I like Maddie here as well. Um, I think the Dallas game is going to be pretty interesting. It's going to be a shit show. It's Thursday night, but Dallas, I think, what has eight to like ten people that are out on COVID, like uh, coach wise, right? Um, so does that impact Dak? Do they go with the running attack at that point? We'll have to see. But I do I do see the offset with CD Lamb being in there and Dak. I mean, that's where the touchdowns are going to go, right? So that that is a nice offset. And then we have Lenny, playoff Lenny, just got a 40 bomb last week, and now he gets an, easy, an even easier defense. You got to imagine that Brady will be in the red zone a lot against Atlanta, and you got to imagine that Lenny's going to be in the end zone a lot. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Matty Kidd on this one. Uh, Dylan, you know, he, he doesn't have to win. He's in first place right now. He's, he's clinched playoffs. He's going to be all right. Sure, he would love to buy. I think if he wins here, he probably solidifies that. But I, I just don't – I think Matty Kidd gets the high points two weeks in a row. Um, all right, and then our next matchup, uh, we've got the we got the Fridge versus Lair Bomb. Uh, Lair Bomb already secured uh, playoffs. We got the Fridge. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, we, we got the Fridge against Hui, right? Am I looking at the wrong thing? I think you're on the wrong week. Let me – No. No. Oh, I did fuck up. All right, let me go freeze versus Lair Bomb. Okay. Um, we've got freezing versus Lair Bomb. This is actually kind of close right here. Uh, freezing would love to play spoiler. Uh, Lair Bomb's already clinched for playoffs, but is fighting for a bye week. Looking at matchups, both quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Pittsburgh defense looks, Pittsburgh in general looks terrible. Um, and I do think Lamar has a big game versus them. The defense has not looked great. Uh, Herbert versus Cincinnati, that's going to be a great game. Um, but I don't think Herbert has a big game there. Jonathan Taylor at Houston, that's going to be a lot of points for for freezing. And then Gibson, we know McKissick is hurt, uh, so Gibson's going to be getting quite a bit of points as well. Man, looking at matchups-wise, I think freezing takes this one. I think he, uh, I think he, I think he beats Lairbaum pretty convincingly, actually. Yeah, I just I look at. Larabom's side and there are a lot of cues next to key players names and that's just a lot of question marks for me I mean if you could tell me all those guys are going to play and all those guys are going to be themselves maybe I take Larabom um but freezing it just looks like there's more sure things there because Jonathan Taylor lately has been the most sure thing in the league I mean he's his worst game in the lot so we'll go week four on. So nine weeks, his worst game was 16 and a half points for Jonathan Taylor. So that's about as, and, and, and mixed in there, there's twenties, thirties, he had a 50 spot. Um, yeah. I'm going to take freezing this week. And so our next matchup. Oh, okay. This is, this is a very heated rivalry. Uh, a lot of backstory here. Um, Charles versus Clayton. Um, we thought, <laughs> yeah, this is juicy. I mean, this is going to be a black and blue slug it out matchup. Um, we thought these guys had kind of mended uh, fences, if you will. I think that's the term. Maybe I just did the vocab thing of the week. I don't know. Um, but 
Chad blocked Clayton again this week after the Beavs lost the Civil War. I think he blocked Kassad. Chad blocked a lot of people. Um, but uh, so, so Chad against Clayton, Chad not playing for anything as far as playoffs, but you know Chad would love to end Clayton's season because Clayton is in a must-win here. I'm not even going to analyze the matchups inside out. I'm just going to say I think Chad is going to have his troops rallied and this is like this is his this is his Super Bowl this year cuz he's not going anywhere and if he could block Clayton on Twitter and end his fantasy season in back to back or in the same week that I mean that's that would make Chad a, a very happy man. So I'm going to I'm going to pick Chad to win this one. Yeah, I'm going to do it for the content too. Charles win this one. At one because I need you to win, um, you know, gets Clayton out of the picture a bit. Um, two, because it would be it would be pretty funny, um, you know. And but if Clayton does get this victory here, his chances of getting unblocked are probably zero, right? I yeah, I think the soonest he could get unblocked is like next year's draft. That's when it happened this year. <laughs> All right. Well, well, Charles, go get him, buddy. And uh, all right, for our, our last matchup, you know, we, we saved this one for last. This actually has quite a bit of uh, playoffs implications here. This is the fridge versus we. Um, man, we is only projected to get 92 points this week versus the fridge at 111. Russell Wilson does not look good recently. I mean, he had, he, he had a good fourth quarter last night um, besides that interception for the two-point conversion um so maybe he has a bounce back week i do like his receivers they have very favorable matchups and then like i said in uh for last week i like miles sanders this week especially if jalen hurts is hurt new york jets defense they might actually you know right now the reason why sanders doesn't get a lot of yardage is because hurts just runs the ball but uh with Minshew in there miles sanders is going to have a big game versus the jets just mark that down i'm going keddy here to win um, and it's going to make things real interesting because I think Wee's spot is the most up for grabs. I don't find Wee winning this week or next. Yeah, I'm going to be quick this, with this one because this pod's running pretty long. I, I'm, I'm also taking Brent to win this and throw the playoff picture uh, even more into flux and create an incredible Week 14. So, uh, final matchup. No, we did them all, dog. Oh, that's right. We covered we covered you and guns already, right? Yes, the roommate, the roommate battle. That's right. Okay, that is everything. Then, dude, this was a uh, this was a great pod. I I, I enjoyed this after uh, a one week hiatus. So, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being back. Uh, here we go. Two weeks left until playoffs. Really excited to see how things play out, and uh, hopefully next week we'll have some real interesting uh, scenarios for the league. Take care. <laughs> Long live the League of Dawns.